This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome to a Tuesday morning wake-up call on Sports Country Radio. Appreciate you spending some time with us here this morning. Uh, A much happier host this morning after a a dominating effort by the Boston Red Sox last night. We'll get into that uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, Historic day, I guess you could say. Um, Jeff Bezos the CEO of Amazon getting ready this morning to uh, launch off in his own rocket. The uh, Blue Origins New Shepard rocket is supposed to take off here in about five minutes from Texas. Of course, a bit of a space race between him and Richard Branson to see who was going to be the first up there. Branson beat him last week. Uh, But Bezos taking off this morning uh, along with his brother. Uh, There's an 18-year-old kid from the Netherlands that's on the, the flight and uh, a, an 82-year-old woman, a woman who was actually part of the Mercury space program back in the 60s, and the only reason she didn't get an opportunity to go into space was because, guess what? That's right. She was a woman. <laughs> so uh, her, uh, her chances of getting up there uh, went away, but now Jeff Bezos is giving her an opportunity. So uh, it's great. And uh, let's hope everything goes well. It's just a it's a quick a quick trip. It's supposed to be like uh, 11 minutes or so. They're going to go up 62 miles. They'll be weightless for three or four minutes. And uh, then we see what happens. I mean, hopefully everything's okay. They're planning on doing some uh, more flights with tourists later on this year. Uh, a couple of more by the year's end if this one goes fine. This rocket supposedly has gone up 15 times since 2015 but it's been unmanned so this is the first manned one it should be um you know obviously uh, interesting and and uh, so we've got that on so we'll we'll follow that along as as we go let's keep our fingers crossed that everything goes okay it, because look uh you know this goes along with what Elon Musk is doing and of course what Richard Branson's doing it's not just space tourism but NASA has you know come to rely on what SpaceX has done with Elon Musk and you know it's 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 good for mankind in general if we can get to the point where this appears to be safe and by the way they say that you know there's a 1% chance that things could go wrong that you know space flight you know there's about a 1% chance and you say, well, that's not very much, you know, but you think about this, it's still a much higher chance than getting in, say, for instance, an airline accident. So, you know what, but, uh, would I do it? Hmm. I've always wanted to go into space. I don't know if I would do on this one. You know, I don't know if I would be strapping in with Jeff Bezos. Uh, I'd be more likely to want to go with Elon Musk. There's been some, uh, there's history now that, uh, and they've done it safely several times. So, uh, but we'll see. They're supposed to lift off here in about two minutes. I've got it on live, so uh, we'll let you know uh, how that turns out. 
you know, it's almost as if the Boston Globe uh, was listening to our show yesterday. Now, I know they're probably not, uh, but Michael Silverman had an article this morning in the Boston Globe talking about whether or not a lifetime ban um, on a fan can really be enforced at Major League Baseball stadiums. You know, I, th- I theorized this yesterday. How do you do it? Um, you know, and I'm not sure that you can uh, unless they're going to uh, put wanted posters up or uh, have video surveillance, uh, you know, and everybody coming in. And when you've got 36,000 fans, you know, uh, I don't know how you do that. You know, and, and I don't know how you can train your ticket takers to say, hey, look, you're going to look for this one particular person. Now, maybe you're going to do that for a little while. Um, but, uh, you know, in the long term, and MLB won't tell you what they're going to do, how they do it, by the way. You know, they do say that, you know, there's some surveillance and the Red Sox, you know, and they talked about the fact that you can't, they won't be able to buy tickets. Well, yeah, we, we knew that. Uh, they also there's a an app called um, uh, at the ballpark that Major League Baseball has when you have your tickets and helps you find your seat and concessions and all this other stuff. They won't be able to use that. So you know, but they say that they do not use facial recognition. So that would mean that somebody would have to be there actually uh, watching for this guy, and, and I don't think it's likely. Uh, now the other thing that they did say though that, and this is probably the biggest thing is that if now because you have been banned if you do get caught if this person gets caught coming back in they can be arrested so uh because they have been officially banned it then becomes trespassing and so then there is some uh uh enforcement capabilities by law enforcement so uh, uh you know i so there's that i guess uh, and uh, just watching on the screen as uh, Blue Origins' uh, new shepherd has lifted off. Jeff Bezos uh, and his uh, crew have just lifted off. They're about 20 seconds into it, and so far so good. Let's hope that continues. Uh, seemed to be a uh, uh, flawless uh, liftoff. This one much different, of course, from Richard Branson's, and his was on a space plane that kind of took off from uh, another carrier plane and then rocketed into space. This one more of a traditional launch. Uh, we're just going straight up. So, so far, so good. They're 45 seconds into it and uh, uh, moving at about 500 miles an hour. They're already 16,000 feet high. So, uh, good to see. So, at least they got off the ground and let's hope that continues. So, anyway, uh, you know, and they talked about the Celtics have done the same thing for that moron that threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Um, there has been, uh, somebody else at Fenway that was, uh, banned in 2017 for using a racial slur at, at somebody who was singing the national anthem. So, you know, they said that there's actually been several people banned for life for violating the Fenway parks code of conduct. Um, and, and they said as far as they know, and that's, this is the key as far as they know, nobody's ever violated that ban, but I guarantee you somebody has no question. You know, so it, it is more of a symbolic thing. But I think the fact that there's maybe some teeth behind it that the police can actually get involved, um, you know, might uh, play into that a little bit more. 
Uh, as Jeff Bezos continues to go up, they're almost two minutes into it. They're at 90,000 feet and climbing quickly. They're moving at 1,500 miles an hour. It's amazing that uh, today with the cameras, they can still follow this thing all the way up there, 115,000 feet in the air uh, with a camera that's on the ground. I, mean, you know, I remember back when in the 60s when the Apollo went up, you weren't following it uh, this far into space. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, all seems to be going well with uh, Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin, so that's great. Uh, Olympic news. Uh, some sad news if you're a fan of UConn women's basketball or if you're a fan of uh, you know what's going to happen in the Olympics with the U.S. team. Anyway, Katie Lou Samuelson, who was supposed to be a member of the, uh, the women's three-on-three event that's being held in the Tokyo Olympics, uh, is not going to be there. Of course, former UConn star uh, now plays for the Seattle Storm in the WNBA. She posted on Instagram yesterday that she has contracted COVID-19. Uh, that's despite, by the way, being fully vaccinated. Uh, but she said that, uh, you know, she said, look, I took every precaution and, uh, you know, I, I'm in the health and safety protocols. And so... She's not going to be able to be there. Jackie Young of the Las Vegas Aces is going to take her place on the team. Um, she actually was originally added to the team back in March. She's replacing another former UConn teammate, Nafisha Collier. Uh, and uh, so, unfortunately, Katie Lou Samuelson won't be there. We saw yesterday where uh, an alternate on the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team isn't going to be able to be there. Um, so far, 71 athletes be from the various countries around the world have tested positive and had to be eliminated uh, from the Olympics. So it, it's unfortunate. You, you feel badly for them. Um, one other alternate was exposed uh, to the girl that uh, tested positive, but she has not tested positive. So as of right now, she is still able to, uh, to compete in the Olympics. If need be, she is an alternate. But uh, other Olympic news, the NHL is going to take a break. Uh, coming up this February for two weeks. Uh, this is according to ESPN, so that their players can participate in the Beijing Olympics, the Winter Olympics coming up in 2022. So that's good news. Now, ESPN also says that uh, uh, there's supposedly going to be a caveat in the schedule, which is going to be released Thursday, uh, that says that the NHL participation in the Winter Games isn't guaranteed. Look, if they've already built in this break, it's pretty much guaranteed. They said that uh, there's still a few things to hammer out, but they expect that the, the deal to be fully inked by the end of July. But that's great. I mean, look, the NHL wasn't in the last Winter Olympics back in 2018, but they did agree to, as part of the collective bargaining agreement with the Players Association, to allow their players to play in the Olympics in 2022 and 2026. So they really didn't have a lot of choice. Uh, Gary Bettman, during the Stanley Cup Finals, if you remember, uh, threw a little cold water on people's hopes when he said that uh, he wasn't sure if it was going to be sensible to have him there and shutting down for an Olympic break. You know, now he, you know, he also cited how the, you know, the pandemic is going to impact Beijing, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, let's hope by then it's going to be February, right? And, you know, a year out, it took us a year or a little more to get to the point where most of us aren't wearing masks and the vaccinations. Another eight, nine months down the road, we're going to be in much better shape. This was just, I, I don't know, this is just Bettman hedging his, hedging his bets, no pun intended. But uh, the good news out of ESPN, so let's hope 
that continues to be the case. Uh, as we continue to watch uh, Jeff Bezos now about six minutes into the flight, uh, way up there, 160,000 feet, and uh, they are going to be coming back down uh, on some parachutes, and uh, hopefully this continues to uh, to go the way uh, uh, he was hoping that it would, but uh, so far so good uh, for the folks up uh, up there. Matter of fact, it looks like they may be on their way back down already. Um, six minutes in. I thought this was supposed to take 11 minutes, and I don't know if anything's gone wrong. I don't have the sound up, but uh, uh, as of right now, I mean, the good news is, is that uh, uh, everything seems to have gone along okay. I don't know if they got all the weightlessness they thought they were going to get, but it does appear that they are uh, headed back down. So anyway, uh, let's get to uh, back to sports and to some baseball news from yesterday and the Boston Red Sox after a very disappointing series in New York. Now, look, they lost two out of three, but it wasn't just the fact uh, that they lost two out of three that was the problem. It was the fact that they went to New York and scored just six runs in those three games. Six. Uh, hit just 172. And so there was some real concerns uh, that perhaps, you know, this team was ready to, I, I don't want to say tank, but there was some concerns. Now, the pitching was still pretty good, so everybody was pretty happy about that. By the way, the touch, what just happened was it wasn't the uh, rocket itself that came down. It was the booster that came down. So the first stage booster uh, actually landed safely, so the capsule is still up in space right now, which is uh, great, but the booster did touch down, and it touched down. I still, it's amazing how they can do this. Uh, touched down right on the landing pad, uh, and uh, now it looks like the capsule is starting to make its descent as well uh, about eight minutes into this. So it looks like everything uh, has gone uh, according to Hoyle. So that's good news for Jeff Bezos and his brother and uh, the two other people that were up there in space. Uh, anyway, so there were some real concerns with the Red Sox. Um, but then last night, the first inning happened, and I think all the concerns that people had went away. Eight runs in the first inning last night. Eight. Unbelievable. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a better script. Uh, how about Jaron Duran, his first career home run. Now, he only went one for six in the game. He's only got two hits since he's come up. So let's, you know, we have to temper our excitement. But, you know, he and he struck out two more times. So he struck out four times already since coming up. But this kid is just learning. But he hit an opposite field shot last night that, frankly, if it was at Fenway, it's not going to go out. I think it's off the wall. Uh, but we'll take it. Um, but it was just, you know, a leadoff double by Kike Hernandez, who was just ripping the ball last night. Duran with the home run, uh, a, a one-out walk uh, by Alex Verdugo later on, loads the bases, and then Hunter Renfro with a grand slam. And Ross Stripling's out of the game. He gets one out. Walks two guys, gives up four hits, and six runs, two bombs. <laughs> they then bring up, they then bring in Kay. That didn't go well. He ends up pitching an inning and a third, gives up five more runs, and two bombs. Uh, he gives up uh, home runs to uh, Kike Hernandez, who had two last night. He's got 13 already this year. It's unbelievable. Rafi Devers hit a home run off of him last night, the 23rd for Devers. Red Sox overall last night, 
13 runs, 14 hits, no errors, uh, and and just uh, amazing. Now, to throw, I don't want to throw cold water on it, but you know, Nick Pavetta got through it last night, but he wasn't great. Let's be honest. Now he did pitch into the seventh inning, which for a Red Sox starter is great, but he gave up 11 hits, walked a couple of guys, and probably was fortunate. He was a pitch away from being out of this game. You know, he lo- he walks uh, about it to load the bases and brings up Vlad Guerrero. You know, and you're thinking, you know, he hits a bomb here. All of a sudden, we've got like a four-run game, and, you know, everybody's kind of puckering up a little bit. But uh, fortunately, they got out of it, and uh, then uh, Salamora comes in, gets out of some trouble. Uh, Darwin's and Hernandez, Adam Adovino finish it up, and uh, the Red Sox go on to win this one uh, by a final of 13-4. to They get uh, some help from the Baltimore Orioles last night, an unlikely place. Uh, but now they are now a game and a half back up. Seven over Toronto, seven and a half over the Idle Yankees, and everybody can take a collective breath, but don't let it be too big a collective breath because Garrett Richards gets to start for the Red Sox tonight, and we know how shaky he has been uh, since the whole uh, uh, foreign substance thing uh, became uh, an issue. Uh, Now, the good news for Boston, I guess, is that Thomas Hatch is going to start for the Jays tonight in place of Alec Manoa. Uh, Manoa had to go on the injured list. Why? Because he slipped on uh, some wet dugout steps a couple of days ago in Buffalo and has a contusion on his back. So he will not be able to pitch tonight. So Hatch goes, and and this is also, by the way, a Blue Jays bullpen that used seven guys last night every one of which went at least one inning, uh, and uh, three of them went more than one inning. So they're going to be looking for some length out of Hatch tonight because if they don't, and they've got to go to that bullpen again for two straight days, you know, game three could be a disaster area. So if you're the Red Sox, this is a chance to build on some momentum here. This was a Toronto Blue Jays team that was averaging seven runs a game over its previous four. Uh, so, uh, again, you know, take a breath. But uh, things, you know, look, things are not uh, – it's not over yet. But uh, it was nice to see that yesterday. Uh, the other thing that was good to see, got some offense from an unexpected place. Danny Santana came off the injured list yesterday. Uh, two for five. He had a home run, drove in three. Uh, Kevin Ploiecki, who had the catch last night because Christian Vasquez uh, took a ball off of his knee during the Yankee series, took Monday off. He may take today off as well. Uh, but Ploiecki with a couple of hits and a walk. And uh, so that's good to see. And the other uh, news is that with Santana being activated, Christian Arroyo goes on the injured list. And uh, the kid's snake bit. It's unbelievable. He's hitting the hell out of the ball, and he just can't seem to stay healthy. I mean, just you know, stretching for a ball at first base and, and you pull, you pull a hammy. So that's, that's bad. Uh, one of the Red Sox note, Chris sale will make a rehab start in Portland tonight. Uh, they, they expect him to pitch three or four innings. He went three innings last time, but he only threw like 39 pitches. Uh, but they expect him to pitch three or four tonight. And as uh, Cora said, he felt so good that if it were up to sale, he'd be ready to go seven innings today. But the Red Sox are trying to be as patient as they can with him. He'll make at least one more rehab start. 
if he makes one more rehab, so I I think he'll make two more. I think he probably pitches in uh, Portland now, and then he goes to AAA for one more, maybe two, and we see him the first week of August, providing there's no setbacks. But so far, and keep your fingers crossed, Red Sox fans, there haven't been uh, any setbacks. So, as I said, the Red Sox got some help from the uh, Baltimore Orioles, a very unlikely place. Well, the Orioles beat the Tampa Bay Rays last night, 6-1, to one, a rookie, Spencer Watkins. This kid's a great story. Now, I say kid, he's 28 years old. Uh, but uh, he pitches last night, goes six innings, gives up just four hits of run. He struck out seven and walked two. This is a kid that's been kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, he kicked around in the minor leagues for a long time. He was a minor league free agent signed by the Orioles back in February. He didn't pitch at all in 2020, obviously because of the pandemic. From 2014 to 2019, he had been in the Tigers organization. He was actually considering quitting baseball and taking a high school freshman coaching job in Arizona and said, ah, I'll give it one more try so he signed uh, with the Orioles in February, and here he is. It was his third career start, his fourth career appearance, and uh, and, and this isn't a guy, by the way, that fires you know ninety eight miles an hour. He pitched. You know, I watched the highlights last night, and it was fun to watch. Uh, and then they got some good work out of the bullpen. Nicole Solcer, uh, Paul Fry, Tyler Wells finish it up, and they uh, five hit the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough got the start for Tampa. He continues to struggle six runs and eight hits in five and two-thirds innings. Uh, you know, he has really had a hard time finding it here in his last three or four starts. This is a guy uh, that had, you know, at one time looked like he might be uh, not an ace, but maybe, uh, you know, a solid number two starter. For the Rays, and you know you're starting to question that he's now his ERA now up to four point six. Uh, so, and now the Orioles today will send John Means back to the hill. Means has been on the IL. Uh, he is the ace of that Orioles staff. He will take on Shane McClanahan, who, by the way, was born in Baltimore, going to face the Orioles for the first time. Um, but McClanahan will get the start for the Rays. But John Means, uh, who is four and two, but he has not pitched since June fifth. Uh, but uh, the Orioles' best will go against the Rays tonight and see if they can help out the Red Sox a little bit more. It's 28 minutes past the hour. We've got to take a break. We're back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 31 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to The Wake Up Call here on a Tuesday morning, and uh, uh, the space travelers have landed safely. They just uh, climbed out of the capsule in the, uh, the Texas desert. Jeff Bezos with a huge smile on his face, so... All goes well, and uh, another company has uh, made it up into space and has taken some folks up there. The oldest and youngest ever to go into space, that 18-year-old kid from the Netherlands and the, the 82-year-old woman. Uh, God love her. You know, a former uh, Mercury, um, member of the Mercury uh, astronaut program, finally gets a chance at 82 years of age. She beat the record uh, that was held by John Glenn. Uh, who went up in the space shuttle, I think, when he was 77 or 78 years old. So pretty cool. All right, back to baseball. How about uh, this? <laughs> Boy, what a game uh, last night between uh, the Mets and the Cincinnati Reds in Cincinnati. An absolutely insane one. The Mets win this one uh, in a slow-pitch softball score, 15-11. to 11. Uh, But it took 11 innings. It was 15 runs on 18 hits for the Mets 
11 runs on 16 hits for the Reds. And the Mets, in order to win this game, had to overcome four errors. Four. And three of those were by uh, Luis Guillorme, who was taking the place of Francisco Lindor, who was put on the injured list, the uh, the Mets shortstop. So, uh, brutal. But the Mets last night, seven home runs in this game. Seven. Kevin Pillar, a three-run shot uh, in that 11th inning, a five-run 11th inning for the Mets to, uh, to win this one. Michael Conforto, two home runs for the Mets last night. Uh, Conforto now, uh, who hadn't homered in like forever, right? Hit a home run the other day. He's now homered in three of his last five games. He had gone 30 games without a home run. And, uh, now he's finally, uh, seems to have that stroke back. The, uh, home run derby champion, Pete Alonso hit another one. Uh, that was his 18th of the season. Uh, Conforto's two home runs, he got six. Dom Smith hit one, his 10th. I mean, just uh, guys were just sprinting to the bat rack last night. Uh, needless to say, neither starting pitcher uh, involved in the decision. Eikhoff, who started for the Mets, just went three and two-thirds. Gutierrez started for Cincinnati, gave up nine runs and six hits in four innings. And just, ugh, you know, not pretty baseball. And, you know, the other thing that you question, and I remember last night I, tar- I turned on my steps on Joe and, you looked at some of the scores last night, and you know the Tigers are putting up a ton of runs, and the Red Sox are putting up a ton of runs. And you're like, what the hell is going on? You know, some of this could be a result of the crackdown on the foreign substances on the baseball. You would have to think that that has to play some part in it, right? I mean, but we have seen a lot of wild games lately. What the Padres put up? What twenty eight the other day? You know, they beat the Nationals twenty eight, and the Nationals last night pounded out. Uh, a ton of runs. Uh, the Nationals scored 18 on the Marlins last night. I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, so anyway, but the Mets uh, with the victory, uh, a one that they needed because things getting a little bit snug for them in the uh, NL East, and uh, they are now two and a half up on the Philadelphia Phillies, four and a half on Atlanta, and six on Washington. Uh, the Mets again, you know, seven games over 500, but uh, you know, people aren't. Uh, People aren't feeling too confident. Now, the good news is is that Carlos Carrasco is going to make another rehab start today with AAA Syracuse. He may be a week away from joining that Mets rotation, something they desperately need. Now, Noah Syndergaard, who was coming back from Tommy John surgery, uh, had some setbacks. They had to shut him down a little bit. Uh, he threw before the game yesterday, but they're saying – he is probably not likely to make it back until September. The good news for the Mets is if that does indeed happen, you've got Noah Syndergaard uh, in that rotation come playoff time. You know, uh, But now, right now with Jacob DeGrom down, uh, Carrasco not available, I mean, they've just you know kind of been throwing it together with uh, Band-Aids and bailing wire. And Robert Stock, a, a prime example of that, is being recalled uh, from AAA to make the start tonight against the Reds. Wade Miley, uh, who, if you remember in his uh, last start in the uh, regular, or the first half of the season, I should say, went eight and a third shutout innings at Milwaukee, uh, seven and four this year. He will get the start for the Reds tonight. The Reds really kind of taken on water, uh, slumping badly. They have lost four in a row, six of the last ten. Uh, they were just a couple of games out of first place in the NL Central, but uh, Milwaukee has stayed hot. Cincinnati is not. They are now seven and a half back 
in the NL Central. St. Louis, eight and a half back. Uh, the Cardinals did win last night, trying to stay relevant, and the Cubs just continued to dive. They are now nine and a half back. Milwaukee is just absolutely running away with this thing. Uh, let's see. Back to the American League. Uh, the Houston Astros uh, get back on the right track. They beat the Cleveland Indians last night by a final of four to three. Um, it was uh, Jordan Alvarez snapped an O for 22 streak last night, a two run home run uh, for the Astros off of Mejia in the fifth inning. That was the difference in the game. Uh, they actually uh, out hit Cleveland, but it was just nine to eight as uh, they now go 19 games over 557 and 38. Zach Greinke got the win for the Astros last night, his ninth. Uh, pitched into the sixth inning, gave up two runs on five hits. Francisco Mejia got the start uh, for the Astros last night. His eighth major league start didn't go too well. He did strike out eight and four and a third, but seven hits, four runs, a couple of walks. Uh, bullpen did a good job of keeping, keeping Cleveland in it. Uh, Ryan Presley, though, picks up his 17th save uh, for the Houston Astros last night. It'll be Luis Garcia getting the start tonight for Houston uh, six and five with a 3.06 ERA, and Tristan McKenzie uh, will get the start for Cleveland. One and three with a 5.47 ERA. By the way, Shane Bieber uh, threw for the first time since he was shut down in June uh, with shoulder soreness. Uh, just some light, you know, tossing from 60 feet. There's no timetable yet for his return, but Eddie Rosario close to coming back for the Cleveland Indians. Um, they said he, he's getting close and, uh, they hope to have him back in a week to 10 days, something that they desperately need. Their offense has really been struggling, struggling for the uh, Cleveland Indians. Uh, the A's managed to keep pace last night with the Houston Astros, but they had to wait until Shohei Otani left the game. Otani got the start for the angels last night and he pitched six shutout innings and he was dynamite, uh, eight strikeouts. Just three hits, didn't allow a run, uh, walked just one, and uh, he leaves the game. And then Ramon Laureano in the seventh inning, a three-run shot off of Steve Ciszek, and uh, that's the difference. And the uh, A's come back to win the game 4-1. to one. And look, Ciszek, who had been cast aside, he ends up signing with the Angels. He had not allowed a homer. In his first 46 games appeared in this year, that over 41 in the third innings. Hadn't allowed a home run. But uh, Laureano gets him last night. It was his 14th homer of the season, and uh, they win the game. Uh, Irvin got the win for Oakland, picked up his seventh win of the season. Seven shutout innings. Uh, he did allow seven hits, but uh, he struck out three, walked one. Trevino picked up his 15th save of the season, got the final six outs uh, in that one, James Caprillion uh, will make his 12th career start tonight. Um, it's an afternoon game. Uh, he is four and three with a 2.90, and Jose Suarez uh, will get the start for the Angels uh, in that uh, the conclusion of that two-game series this afternoon. Uh, let's see what else we got. The uh, White Sox and the Twins split a doubleheader yesterday. Um, and I know I've said this before, and I'm not rooting for anybody to lose their job, but man, you know, uh, the Twins just uh, continue to struggle. The White Sox uh, needed 
to split last night because, uh, you know, look, they'd, uh, they'd won, what, four in a row? Uh, but they lose the first game. They come back to win the second one. They've still won eight of the last ten. The Twins won the first one three to two. Uh, good job by the Twins bullpen in this one. And uh, they win it on the strength of a Nelson Cruz home run for Cruz. It was his 19th of the season. You wonder how much longer Nelson Cruz is going to be there. If you're the Twins, you've got to sell, don't you? I mean, you're 14 games under 500. You're 17 games back. You're not going to the playoffs. There is, uh, you know, you're 13 games back in the wild card. So, you know, there is no chance you're getting into the playoffs at all. So I have to believe that Nelson Cruz is going to be somewhere else to finish out this season, I think that you, it is likely uh, that Josh Donaldson goes somewhere as well. I mean, there are teams that can use that bat. They're going to try to make a push uh, for some offense uh, to close out the season. And I'll tell you, a fascinating a team that might be. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see what they do, and that's the Seattle Mariners. You know, they've surprised a lot of people uh, with that. They're six games over 500, but they're only three back of the wild card right now. They're six and a half back in the ALS, but they have a legitimate playoff chance. Got a very young team and, you know, a reunion with a guy like Nelson Cruz, who, of course, played for a long time in Seattle, could be interesting. You know, I don't know that they'd be interested in Josh Donaldson, but both guys are on expiring contracts, so it's just basically a rental. But if you're looking to make a push and you're that close to the – to the wild card, I'm going to be curious to see what the Seattle Mariners decide to do. Uh, this afternoon, it'll be Bailey Obert uh, pitching for the Minnesota Twins, 1-1 with a 5-4-5. Dallas Keuchel will take the mound for the Chicago White Sox, looking for his eighth win of the season. Uh, he has an ERA of 4.25. It's 43 minutes past the hour. We've got to take one more break. We're back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 45 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the wake-up call here on a Tuesday morning. Uh, as I said, uh, after the long vacation, we're here all week with the exception of Thursday. Uh, I've got some uh, some moving stuff we have to do as we uh, begin the preparations to uh, to shift our studio down south by the end of the year. Uh, so I will be out of the office on Thursday, but here the rest of the week. Uh, all right, some other games from yesterday. I talked about, you know, look, uh, a ton of runs being scored yesterday. Case in point, the Detroit Tigers put up a 14 spot on the Texas Rangers yesterday, 14 to nothing. They beat uh, the Rangers yesterday. Gibson takes it on the chin. G- Gibson, of course, the ace for this Texas team had been so good this year, gives up eight runs and 10 hits in five innings. And despite that, his ERA still uh, just at 2.86, but that was the uh, most runs he'd given up in his entire career. Uh, and uh, look, uh, he had won, what, 16? He had an unbeaten streak in 16 straight starts. Uh, so, uh, you know, <laughs> t- tip your caps to the Detroit Tigers. And I talked a little bit about them yesterday, about, you know, A.J. Hinch, and he's not going to get manager of the year, all right? You know, at least I don't think so. But the fact that he has this Tiger team seven games under 500 with this roster, uh, you gotta you gotta give him a ton of credit. Uh, you know, it doesn't hurt that Miguel Cabrera is starting to swing the bat a little bit better. Now, look, let's not get too carried away. He's still only hitting 243 and probably couldn't outrace me in a foot race. Uh, but uh, he has a couple of hits yesterday. 
drove in five, and uh, and uh, he is the you know one of the big reasons why they won this game yesterday. He had uh, had a double in this one. Uh, it was his seventh double of the season. But you know when you talk about Miguel Cabrera, you know you start looking at where he stands on the all-time list. That double that he had yesterday. Uh, gives him 1,099 career extra base hits. He ties Eddie Murray, you know, for 21st all-time. Uh, he's just four behind Todd Helton, who is 19th on that career list. And, you know, look, he's still got uh, a few years on that contract. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm sure the Tigers would have talked many times about, uh, or at least the fans have, about <laughs> wanting to get him out of town. Uh, but, uh, you know, played first base and he's playing. Okay. <coughs> Defensively. It's just that he doesn't have any kind of range anymore, but Jonathan scope, a great addition to that tiger team. Couple of hits, couple of runs batted in tigers overall, 19 hits in this game and tiger pitchers limited Texas to just four. The other good news in this one, Casey Mize back from the injured list for Detroit, Went four innings, only gave up one hit. He struck out two, didn't walk anybody. The plan had actually been for him just to pitch three innings, but he breezed through the first three innings. So they let him go out for a fourth. He gave up just the one hit, and he wanted to go out for a fifth. They wouldn't let him do it. Uh, and, you know, even afterwards he said, look, I know, of course I want to go out, but, I, you know, I get it that we're trying to, to limit innings. So uh, Joe Jimenez came out, pitched the fifth, struck out the side in the fifth inning. And he ends up getting the win, his fourth of the year. And then uh, Norris, Farmer, and Kroll finish it up. And the Tigers uh, with a four-hitter. And look, you know, again, you know, they're, they're probably – they're not going to the playoffs. But they've won four in a row. They're playing 500 baseball over the last, you know, three weeks or so. And, uh, you know, good for them. You know, good for them. I mean, they gave the Chicago White Sox all they could handle. So, uh, A.J. Hinch just uh, showing – that, uh, you know, how good of a manager uh, he truly is. The two teams will play again today. Uh, it's a four-game series. Uh, Tarek Skubel, a uh, young kid that's 5-8 and eight with a 4-3-6, will take on Dane Dunning uh, for Texas. Uh, Dunning is 3-6 and six with a 4.22. Now, the series that everybody has their eyes on this week is, of course, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, it was a 3-2 game after one. It looked like it was going to be a wild one, but then the pitchers kind of settled down. But a four-run seventh inning for the Giants, they end up beating the Dodgers yesterday uh, by a final of 7-2. And it wasn't just that fact. It was that they out-hit the Dodgers 12-4 to in this one. Tony Gonsolin got the start, couldn't get out of the fourth inning. Uh, he walked four guys and gave up five hits in three and a third. Uh, and then they got to Victor Gonzalez out of the bullpen for four runs and three hits. Uh, Kevin Gaussman got the start uh, for the Giants, only lasted three, uh, but then the Giants' bullpen, six innings of one-hit baseball. They gave up one hit and one walk over six innings. Uh, Jalen Garcia ends up getting the win out of the bullpen, but uh, what a game last night. Buster Posey, a two-run home run. Uh, after missing a couple of weeks with a bruised thumb. Uh, and Look, he's having, a, you know, a lot of people thought that Buster Posey was done, you know, that uh, his best days were behind him. Buster Posey's hitting 330. Two for five last night on his return uh, from the injured list. So uh, the Giants now, with that win, increased their margin in the National League West. Uh, they are now up on the Dodgers by two. 
five and a half over San Diego. San Diego actually got uh, postponed yesterday because of inclement weather. So uh, the Giants, everybody is waiting for the Giants to collapse. 25 games over 500. By the way, that's your manager of the year in the National League. Hands down, it should be unanimous uh, what uh, what Gabe Kapler has done in San Francisco. 25 games over 500. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Alex Wood will get the start for San Francisco. What a great story he is. 8-3 uh, and three with a 3.67 ERA. Uh, his two starts this month, he's 2-0 and with an ERA of 2. Uh, the Dodgers have not decided who their starter will be yet. Of course, they're facing a whole bunch of injuries uh, on their pitching staff, so it may end up being a bullpen game uh, for the Dodgers this afternoon. Uh, or, excuse me, this evening. The uh, St. Louis Cardinals last night, uh, an 8-3 win over the reeling Chicago Cubs. So the Cardinals get themselves back to the 500 mark. Dylan Carlson, a home run, four runs batted in from the leadoff position for the Cardinals last night. Woodford got the start, did a nice job, five and two-thirds, six hits and a run, struck out six, didn't walk anybody. Alec Mills got the start uh, for the Cubs, gave up five runs. Only one of them were earned, uh, but uh, he takes the loss. He falls to four and three on the season. Cardinals trying to hang in there. I just don't know. Uh, whether they're going to be able to make a run. I mean, they're going to need Milwaukee to come back down to earth. But uh, uh, St. Louis with four in the fourth and three in the sixth, the difference in this one. Woodford, by the way, his second victory of the season. The Washington Nationals put up 18 yesterday. Uh, John Lester, who I said last week, and this shows you how much I know, uh, John Lester, who I thought, uh, you know, his better days were behind him, and maybe they are. You know, I, uh, let's not get carried away, I guess. He was pitching against the Marlins, but seven shutout innings for John Lester last night. Gave up six hits, but he struck out seven, didn't walk anybody, uh, picked up his third win of the season, gets the ERA under five, which you like to see. I'm a John Lester fan, so I hope he does well. Juan Soto, a couple of home runs last night. Uh, he's got 16 on the season last night, but it was home run derby last night uh, for the Nationals against Miami. Six of them. Uh, Detweiler, Ross Detweiler got the start for Miami. He gave up four home runs in an inning. <laughs> he gave up seven hits, four of them left the building. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, so the Nationals, <coughs> six back of the New York Mets in the NL East, trying to stay alive. Uh, a big victory for them yesterday by a final uh, of 18-1. Uh, to one. Yeek. That is going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of The Wake Up Call. Hope you all have a great Tuesday. We leave you this morning with some music from Keith Urban. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country.